with authority. We're back on Twitter Spaces. Casey Pratt, Larry Beal, with Authority Wednesdays. We're going to do this every week as we keep playing more and more with Twitter Spaces and having fun. Um, I, I'm sorry to report you just missed your favorite commercial because um, you had to leave to go in another room so we didn't get feedback. But um, Phil Swift was on. Oh! Your favorite product, Flex Seal, which does work despite Casey's many attempts. Flex Seal. Um, does not work if they're willing to pay if they're willing to pay to to title sponsor this podcast flex seal phil swift then i will i will say that flex seal works until then i believe that we've proven time and time again that flex seal does not work you're making these rash statements and i think i I can't believe that you're willing to take phil swift's money to tout his product but you're at the same time (laughs) saying that it doesn't work where where are your your uh morals your scruples your uh, integrity any of that uh, they are they are for sale uh Phil for sale. swift and flex seal but um if if you don't know this and, and you probably will not know this because you don't sit in a room with me and larry every night like we often are uh we argue about flex seal entirely too much uh, <laughs> a lot <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but we're constantly arguing about flex seal do you think do you think that uh the A's and uh, the city council can flex seal their relationship, uh, plug it enough holes to get this thing built, Larry? I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was trying to figure out how we tie flex seal to his. <laughs> Before we get into that, uh, that, that may be the only way, because that is a lifelong bond, uh, as we know, from using the flex seal on an experimental basis. But what I was going to say uh, before we got into the, the flex seal conversation was that A's fans have no idea what you've been going through. And uh, I have been witness to it, but Casey Pratt yesterday literally spent 11 hours listening to an Oakland City Council meeting, which, (laughs) I mean, I can't even think of a worse punishment. Uh, And there's so many possibilities, but 11 hours uh, filled with, buffoonery and cluelessness for many of those 11 hours uh with some actual concerns actually uh mentioned late but man uh, your eminent staying power um incredible and dedication to the the cause with the a's because 11 hours is a long long time well you know what's funny for people listening is i i listen to all 11 hours and then Larry has to sit and listen to me for the eleven hours. <laughs> oh, oh, tell him, no, tell him, tell him what happened when you were doing your spaces last night, and I just finished the news. Yeah, so Larry, if you were on the spaces last night, you heard me talk about how the lights went out in the office. Uh, Larry finished the eleven o'clock newscast, walked into the office, didn't see me doing a Twitter spaces. <laughs> grabbed his stuff, turned off the lights, <laughs> shut the door, and left. <laughs> so I was sitting there in the dark talking to everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't believe that I did not see you, but I was somewhat delirious after doing all the Our newscasts. Our office isn't large, by the way. It is small. No, it's not. It's not very like, small. It's strange how I was able to step over you, uh, even even while you were talking in the spaces. But anyway, um, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, I missed you. I didn't see you or wherever you were. You were so quiet. Um that, or maybe you're just talked out after 11 hours of listening to uh, Noel Gallo. Oh, oh my. Uh, yeah, no, that's pain. That's really pain. Should we talk a little bit about the, the situation? Just because, you know, I feel like when we're on TV, our time is so limited. And, you know, maybe this is just a better forum to be able to to air it all out. I, I mean, I don't want to go 
you know, into all 11 hours, but just big picture stuff and, and where it is, you know, kind of like bullet points, just because it seems like the A's are making incremental progress, but um, it's, this is, man, I, this is a slow process. It is a slow process, but I think that as tired and disenchanted with this process as people have become um, through the many, many, many years, decades even of the A's stadium saga, uh, I find that now after sitting through it for as long as I have, where nothing was happening and teeny, teeny, tiny details were happening, uh, now things are really actually happening. So I stress to people, now is the time to pay attention, no matter how frustrated or disenchanted with the process you've become in recent years, because this is it. Things are happening. I firmly believe there will be an answer before the end of the year. Uh, I keep saying that because if they don't get the answer before the end of the year, I, I don't see this ending in a way that, that people in Oakland will be happy. Um, big approvals are happening right now. That BCDC meeting was a huge one because they were in a situation where a no vote means bye-bye, viva Las Vegas. And they got the yes vote. They got to move on and in an overwhelming fashion, by the way, 23 to 2. Uh, especially considering the way all that started with the, the SPAC, the uh, Seaport Advisory Committee, recommending against um, removing port prior use initially and then having the staff overturn them. To, to go from that to 23 to 2 was a pretty big win. And then to, to turn around and have to fend off uh, Noel Gallo's measure of trying to put an advisory vote on the ballot, uh, which would have delayed and potentially also killed the project just days later was another win. I, I almost in a way think that the the vote last night was bigger than the BCDC vote because it was kind of snuck in. There was a massive mm -hmm. ground game by the East Oakland Stadium Alliance put forth to try to, to delay things. Um, you know, they were out at public events, taking signatures. They were sending mailers. They, they put forth a ton of effort to try to, to get this put on the ballot. And it failed, and it failed in somewhat spectacular fashion. So I think that was a, another massive win for the A's. So they they keep chugging along, keep taking steps forward, and I would say that they're in a you know a pretty good spot. If they can come to terms with the city, they have a pretty good chance of staying here. Well, I, I mean, you needed both votes to go the A's way in order for things to continue at whatever pace they're continuing at, because it just seems like there's always another hurdle that has to be cleared in this process. But slowly, slowly, uh, it's coming together. Uh, we should mention, there was one, actually one thing in the 11 hours that uh, Noel Gallo said that I thought made some sense, uh, most of it not. But here's, here's where the onus is on the A's now, because, and I share some of his frustration in that, how long have we been talking about this? Like a couple of years? And we still really don't know what the financial commitment is from the team. We still are unsure of what infrastructure money is going to be available for this project. And so if I was an elected official, I necessarily want to have a binding vote on an arrangement that still has a lot of question marks. Like, how much money are, are, are they really going to spend on this? And, you know, can you get all these state and federal funds earmarked for infrastructure? And if so, how much are you actually going to use towards those things? So it would be nice if that stuff could get hammered out. And I don't know, you, you, I'm sure you know far better than I, what the day-to-day -day process is. I mean, are the A's staff members working with city people behind the scenes to negotiate all this out? Or what is happening? Yes. Yeah, they are. And they're meeting frequently. And the other crazy thing is <laughs> that they keep mentioning to me is, 
not only do you have to negotiate the stuff, but you have to draft it. And I'm thinking these stacks of paper are legally uh, much, much thicker and much, much crazier than the uh, emails of form letters that Gaio had printed uh, for his rally to put this on the vote the other day. I, I... Would you want that to touch Trump... on that? Because that, that was such a Trumpy tactic, bo- by the way. That was completely Printing bogus. stacks of paper and, and trying yeah. to use them as a prop. I don't have good... Um, vibes when I see stunts like that. But, um, you know, so that's the big thing about the negotiations is it's a back and forth. And I think they really do have a deadline and that deadline is September. And I think that's a good thing for both sides because you remember in July uh, when they had the dueling term sheets, those negotiations went right down to the wire uh, at the Oakland City right. Council. And, you know, they had to have something to then present. And then the city council got their turn to to lay out their demands. And, and that thing was really going into the late hours of the night. And I think that having a deadline really forces the parties to the table and make sure that they have something that they need to get done. And I think September is that date. They have to have it by September because September 6th, there is a city council agenda item where to go over and study all this information. They need to have something to study there. And then they need to have time for the public to look at it, the city council to look at it, and then they can get a vote in before the end of the year. If they don't have it by September, they're not getting it by the end of the year. If they don't get it by the end of the year, I don't think this thing is going to look very good. So yes, there's a deadline there. um, And that's kind of how it's going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Well, the the other part of this obviously is that, uh, you know, they've got to, they've got to hammer everything out. And that, that, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what comes first, whether you get the infrastructure money first and then you figure out what the rest of the terms are. But they, they have to they have to pick it up a little bit here. And I'm hoping that we get some resolution in September, because otherwise, you know, once you get into the election season and Libby Schaff is termed out, given that he's really been the person pushing the project from the city side and trying to debunk much misinformation that uh, is being produced on a daily basis, that if she's not in office and you have no idea who the next mayor is going to be, you don't know whether they're going to look at this project favorably. Although I would say, you know, if, if you're a person that is wondering about this, let's say, and you hear these arguments about, we've got to take care of the, the, the police. We've got to take care of the schools. Exactly. Yes. That is not an argument against the stadium. The stadium is one of the few vehicles available to actually raise the tax money to fix things that need to get fixed. And I think, that message has been kind of convoluted and uh, you know, would help if, if it was clarified a bit, but that's the hard thing to do though, you know, especially with all the misinformation out there, it's hard to do that. And and I found it really, really illuminating last night in the 11 hours of meeting. I listened to um, Betsy Lake uh, of the city of Oakland city staff popped in and in like three minutes cut to shreds all fusion and misinformation by updating, you know, where they're, they're, plans are in the negotiations and what the items are that are important to them. And I thought that that was a really interesting moment. And I posted that whole thing on YouTube because I thought it was really interesting to listen to. And and also what really struck me about that moment is we didn't need to sit there for 11 hours. We didn't need to have that city council meeting um, really for an advisory vote, which would have really done nothing. Uh, Even if they did put it on the ballot, it would have delayed things the public would have weighed in and then they would have just taken that under consideration. It was non-binding. It was nothing that would have really changed anything to be honest, other than throw a wrench in things, um, which I don't think a lot of people understand, but it, it really would have done nothing. And what I found interesting is like Betsy Lake is there. Uh, you know, Molly Mabron of city staff is there and 
the city council members can go ask them this stuff anytime. You know, we don't have to sit there and grandstand and have a whole meeting agenda item just to get questions answered. Go ask the questions. The city staff is there for that reason, right? Yeah, that's that's the frustrating part of this. And in previous shows that we did with members of the council who were uninformed, this is going back, you know, quite a ways. But there's no way that we in the news media should know the details of this project better than the people who are going to vote on its fate. And that's that's the one uh, thing. Well, it's the, one of many issues that I have with an 11 hour council meeting. That's just absurd, uh, especially when you're talking about well, we really want the public input. The public the public has had two years. To, to go overall it's not like there's been there's been no documents uh, sneakily added to the pile here it's it's this has been available for people to to read and so the, the notion that we need more public comment we've heard hours and hours and hours of public comment it's and i i think unfortunately one of the things that, that happens in politics now is you have these bodies that are in place to make decisions but they don't want to make a decision and so, uh, you know, Phil Mitzir was the first one that up, the ABC yes. 7 News Insider, who said the council doesn't want to say no, but they also don't, don't want to say yes. And the number of times that Noel Gallo brought up the Oakland Raiders deal, which is in no way similar to this, it's just so disingenuous from my perspective. I, I, if he, I would love it if he would love to come on to debate us on a spaces forum because, uh, yeah, you know, that would be a rather one-sided uh, conversation, I think. Uh, there's, there's no need for more public comment what we need is the one thing he actually said at the end of the 11 hours we need the numbers we need the real hard finances on infrastructure what the a's are putting up uh, the the affordable housing units how many what all all the stuff that you grind out in a in any sort of negotiation whether it's for your own house or whether it's for something massive i guess john fisher's house which (laughs) may one (laughs) which one well maybe one that he'll actually appear in i don't know that's another guy uh, that's just, I don't know. I don't understand um, how you could be a billionaire. And unless you're just in it for strictly investment purposes, just be an embarrassment. And, uh, you know, have, have your team shredded every four years and rebuilt. Because, um, you don't want to spend the money. And it makes it look even worse when you have Joe Lake and Peter Goober not only winning championships, but throwing money all over the place uh, to do it. Because... If I don't know, maybe maybe you have a different perspective on this. If you're super super rich, like you have more money than you can ever spend, then why not just do it? Like, or don't own the team, one or the other. Like, what's the point of being, uh, you know, a multi billionaire if you're just going to sit there and stare at the money? Like, I, I don't, I just don't understand the mindset at all. Well, I, the way I think about this is like think about being a fan of a team and watching your team play and how into it you are now imagine you actually owned that team like i can't even imagine what the emotions would be like sitting and watching a team that i actually owned play i think i would be more into that than if i'd put like a hundred thousand dollars on a game like i'd be so into each game the performance of the team i would be into all the accolades that came along with it like Imagine going out in public or, or doing whatever billionaires do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever they do. I don't know. Whatever they do when they get in their billionaire clubs and they do their billionaire meetings and, you know, they talk about monocles and stuff. I, and I would, I would want to be the billionaire with the team that was the best team. You know, I, yeah. I, would, I would spend all my money trying to make sure my team was the best team so I could rub it in all those billionaire faces. You don't own a yes. team and, and you don't own the best team. Um, to me, I, I think I would be so into it that I would 
I would definitely be spending to win. And if you don't want to, how about like, here's an innovative thought. What if you sold a piece of the team to like a Steph Curry or like somebody like that, you know, like get it, get a high, high profile person in the mix that wants to buy a chunk of the team and maybe use that cash influx to, to do some things. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I would be doing if I owned a team, but I don't own a team. I'm nowhere near rich enough to own a team. Um, and so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what I would be doing. I'd be so amped watching a team I owned play. I couldn't even imagine. I think that's an interesting idea with you know getting a famous local person to be involved with the ownership. Like you saw but Mahomes Steph- in the uh, Royals, right? Yeah, but yeah. If, if if I'm Steph, the last person I want to partner up is a guy that's known for being the cheapest owner in baseball. So, you know, it sounds like a, a good idea, but you're going to have to find somebody that wants to partner with John Fisher. And unless he was really going to change the way the franchise operated, that would be a hard pass. I'd say, well, I'll put a, a group to buy it outright from you so we could run it properly, but not the way it's been. I wouldn't want to be associated with the way it's being run presently. Well, at maybe all. you make that pitch in an effort to spice things up and actually infuse some money into the roster. Maybe that comes in conjunction with the Howard Terminal new stadium situation where you have increased revenue streams. I mean, like Kanye West is partnered with John Fisher in the gap. So, I mean, they have some, some abilities to make interesting partnerships. Maybe, maybe you work something there. Maybe get Marshawn involved. I don't know. You, you get what I'm saying though. I think that, yeah, that no. would be a really cool way to get a cash influx and make it really interesting. Um, you know, pump some, pump some money into that roster a little bit, but they're not going to do that because they run the team like a business. And until they have a new stadium and the revenue streams associated with it, they're not going to spend on the roster. Now, a lot of people actually, this is, I don't want to spend too much time on this, yeah. but you know, people think, well, they're not going to spend even if they get a new stadium. Like where, where's the proof that they would spend? And my answer to that is it's all about revenue streams. I mentioned Joe Lacob, right? And yeah. he bought the team for what? 400 something million dollars. Now 450. He's about to, yeah. 450. He's going to spend that in one year now on his roster at least. Um, and why can he do that? Chase center. Remember all those two went on with Rick Welts as they were yeah. building chase center. And Rick Welts kept telling us, Hey, like, check this out. Like we were tenants at Oracle arena. Now we own this place. Every ticket sold, every event, every concert, every, everything goes in our coffers now. And that is a massive difference from revenue perspective, not to mention the commercial real estate on site, the residential real estate on site. We're going to get a piece of all that. That is going to make a lot of money. And if they even take a tiny chunk of that and put it back into the roster, well, guess what? (laughs) You're spending a lot more than you're spending now. That's for sure. And and you know what? You know, give Billy Bean 30, 40, 50 million extra dollars. I think he could do some things. I agree with you. I think the only cause for concern is when you look at the San Jose Earthquakes, which is another franchise that John Fisher owns, you know, they got their new stadium, which actually, I mean, you know, he should be commended in that area because they ran into all kinds of construction issues. And that was literally a money pit to try to get it built. They did get it built. It's It's beautiful. But now the payroll on the Quakes is super compared to other teams in Major League Soccer. So I think people are looking at that and questioning whether is this going to be the same thing? Like you're going to cheap out even after the stadium? So I, I understand why people are concerned about that. When, you know, we, we won't know. Either way, either way, um, I don't know of anybody that is willing to clean up what is essentially a hazmat site at Howard Terminal underground. And if you want to talk about or you want to talk about sea level rise abatement which is going to be a factor now it may not be a factor in five years or ten years you know could be 20 who knows what it's going to be but 
when the water starts rising, you want to have a plan for that. And the city of Oakland has too many other things to worry about uh, than to deal with the sea level rise. But that is a part of this state and proposal, is it not, Casey Pratt? It absolutely is. And and that's a really good point, is if you don't do what they're planning on doing there with Howard Terminal, uh, housing, stadium, commercial, et cetera, raising the site up for sea level, um, it's going to languish for decades. It's yeah. it's not, it's not going to get any better. And no one else is coming and offering to fix it either. And they're trying for a long time to get shipping tenants in there. And no one was lining up for that either, frankly. So that that is true. I'm going to circle back to that Quakes point, though, because I hear that so much. And I could not yeah. disagree with it more. Whoa, whoa, These whoa, whoa. Quakes fans. I disagree. Here, Here's why I disagree. Like, how much housing is associated with that Quakes park? Like, where are the revenue streams associated with that Quakes stadium? Aside from building the stadium, there's not some massive revenue stream increase because of the stadium. Okay. Right? Like, they're not selling dramatically thousand people in there. Uh, there's no other revenue streams associated with the stadium other than the fact that they paid a bunch of money to build the stadium. They paid way more than they even wanted to to build the stadium because, as you right. mentioned, there was a whole bunch of issues that they didn't know about on that right. land before they chose it. They stuck through and they got it built. I think it's a completely different thing. Not Jim Larry. Like, we sit here all night. We got eight TVs in our office. We watch all the sports. And, frankly, <laughs> we'll get to this in a second. It's hard to even watch baseball right now let alone MLS soccer. It's just not the same. It, it's not one of the major sports and it's not the, the revenue generating giant that, that a major sports league would be, especially a stadium that residential commercial, all these other developments as a part of it. It's just different. It's so different that I don't care if the same guy owns both teams and they both don't spend. Uh, if they build Howard terminal, I think it's going to be far different. That's, that's my answer. Cheap out even after the stadium. So, I understand why people are concerned about that when, you know, we, we won't, you know, we, we won't know either way, either way. Um, I don't know of anybody that is willing to clean up what is essentially a hazmat site at Howard terminal underground. And if you want to talk about, or you want to talk about sea level rise abatement, which is going to be a factor. Now it may not be a factor in five years or 10 years, you know, could be 20, who knows what it's going to be, but when the water starts rising, you want to have a plan for that. And the city of Oakland has too many other things to worry about uh, than to deal with the sea level rise. But that is a part of this state and proposal, is it not, Casey Pratt? It absolutely is. And and that's a really good point, is if you don't do what they're planning on doing there with Howard Terminal, uh, housing, stadium, commercial, et cetera, raising the site up for sea level, um, it's going to languish for decades. It's yeah. it's not, it's not going to get any better. And no one else is coming and offering to fix it either. And they're trying for a long time to get shipping tenants in there and no one was lining up for that either frankly so that that is true i'm gonna circle back to that quakes point though because i hear that so much and i could not yeah. disagree with it more whoa, 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 whoa. quakes fans i disagree here's why i disagree like how much housing is associated with that quakes park like where Come are on. the revenue streams associated with that Quakes stadium aside from building the stadium there's not some massive revenue stream increase because of the stadium okay Right. Like they're not selling dramatically. Thousand people in there. Uh, there's no other revenue streams associated with the stadium. Other than that they paid a bunch of money to build the stadium. They paid way more than they even wanted to to build the stadium, because, as you right. mentioned, there was a whole bunch of issues that they didn't know about on that right. land before they chose it. They stuck through and they got it built. I think it's a completely different thing. Not Jim Larry. Like we sit here all night. We got eight TVs in our office. We watch all the sports. And frankly, <laughs> we'll get to this in a second it's hard to even watch baseball right now 
let alone MLS soccer. It's just not the same. It, it's not one of the major sports, and it's not the the revenue generating giant that that a major sports league would be, especially a stadium that residential, commercial, all these other developments as a part of it. It's just different. It's so different that I don't care if the same guy owns both teams and they both don't spend. Uh, if they build Howard Terminal, I think it's going to be far different. That's that's my answer to that. Okay. Uh, point well taken. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, but I would be shocked if their revenue did not go up just as a result of sponsorship possibilities and other things associated with what is now PayPal Park. Um, certainly a better situation than when, when they were playing games like you know Spartan Stadium or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see. There's a long way to go. But so let me just let's put a bow on this by me asking you, when do you think we are going to see either a shovel in the ground or moving vans? Oh, God, that, that would be I can't even honestly, from an emotional perspective, for somebody that, you know, I've been going to A's games since I was one years old, uh, like a baby. Uh, I take my daughters <laughs> to games like my dad took me to games. Uh, frankly, my family history in Oakland dates back to the 1800s. Like my great, 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 great grandparents lived there. My great grandparents wow. lived there. My grandparents lived there. Like I spent my whole life there. I, moving vans and or shovels take me to such extreme uh, levels of happiness and rage that even thinking about them tears me to, <laughs> just tears me apart right now. Uh, okay, so what, what I really need is that DA and CBA signed and, and presented and in a fashion that the council will actually vote yes on it. If they hand the council a steaming pile of poo in the form of a terrible deal, they're going to vote no, and this thing's going to be a wrap unless you can get some billionaire owner to come swoop in and save the team in the Bay Area, which could happen. Um, I, I would say shovels would probably be a year and a half from like the end of this year. That's what I would think. It would take about a year and a half, probably, so, after they get this thing signed. And then moving vans, whoo. I mean, if they don't get a deal done and they announce you move to Vegas, I think they could play in Vegas really fast. They would they would play where the aviators play, and they would get out of here quick, I think. Because if they say they're leaving, the support is already pretty minimal based on the roster teardown. I, I just They won't be welcome here. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Well, it's 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 not like it's staying only at the Coliseum on any given night, anyhow. So, um, yeah, I, I I hope it, it doesn't come to that. I, I'm a little bit surprised by your timeline of a year and a half from a vote. I mean, that's we are we into 2024 at that point, um, or late 2020? Well, yeah, I can't I mean, even do the math. By the it seems time, like a long time from now. By the time they really put this thing to a real, real, real big one binding vote, it might be November, um, maybe December. And then, yeah, that, I mean, we'd be rolling into 2023. We'd be looking at maybe mid-2024 before we could get shovels. I mean, geez, 2024, wow. give it another year and a half <laughs> before they could actually play there. We have to, no, actually, maybe two plus. I mean, we, are we even going to be here? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. It's a lot of unknowns. You'll probably be right riding now. a jet ski in Hawaii. I'll probably be somewhere. In, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm not leaving. I'm staying here, people. I'm making no commitment. Um, I'm keeping my <laughs> options open. <laughs> I'm going to be like John Fisher. I'll decide when I decide. I'll let you all know uh, how it's going to go. Um, but, uh, you know, you mentioned 
November or trying to you know, trying to get some. We'll I think we'll have more clarity on Jimmy Garoppolo's situation by then as well. I hope. Or Rita Oak, sure man. How many times is Rita Oak gonna have to draw Jimmy G? By the way, before she just packs it in. Yeah, she might be rethinking her plan, uh, which seemed like a great idea. And for those who don't know, there's a, a an artist who draws a different picture of Jimmy Garoppolo every day, the cartoon type thing, and posts it on Twitter. And she committed to doing this when it appeared he was going to be imminently traded months ago. And she's cranking him out day by day. We're 150 plus days in and Rita's delivered every day. Her real name is Rita Cavallo, but you should really uh, go look up Rita Oak if you don't know what we're talking about. It's phenomenal work that she's doing. So yeah, that's how I kind of put a bow on this. I'd say by the end of the year, we know whether or not they're staying or leaving. I'd say if they're leaving, it'll go very fast. If they're staying, it's going to take time to build a stadium. And sure. I think that the support will be through the roof um, in terms of positivity because, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of damage was done with all the Vegas flirtations and tweets, but I think they got the result they wanted. It, it really did light a fire under uh, everybody involved in terms of uh, knowing that we need to get something done soon. And that's really what the A's want at this point. They want to vote. Yes sure, or no? Sure, they want yeah, to know. Yeah. They need an answer. Well, They're spending millions of dollars a month on this. They yeah, need an answer, period. Yes, but they need to be at the table with presentable numbers that we can all see. You can't just keep saying, I need a vote, I need a vote, I need a vote, but nobody actually knows what they're voting on. So we need to get... Absolutely. I'd like to see that process really fleshed out and a little more available for us to see. And I, you know, I don't expect us you know, to be invited into the negotiations. Although they, they should have you in there because you know more about this project than most other people. So... <laughs> Uh, well, just don't invite don't invite Mayor Tom Butt, who couldn't find Howard Turner oh, on a map during the BCDC meeting. <laughs> Mayor Butt, some, what are you doing, man? You got some people involved in this process <laughs> that just makes you really question uh, where we where we're headed as a society. But anyway, um, so I, I mentioned Jimmy G on purpose just because we know now that Baker Mayfield is going to be quarterbacking for the Carolina Panthers, which means the game of musical chairs is almost over and. We're not sure Jimmy will have a seat. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll end up with a seat either way. I, I think it might not come as a result of a trade. It might be uh, teams just wait it out, wait for them to end up having to cut their losses and and release him for basically yeah. nothing. I guess if I were the 49ers, again, I'm not a billionaire. I wish I was. Uh, I, I might at this point just keep him, take the cap hit, and who knows? Who knows what happens? Um, uh, no, there's no guarantees that Trey Lance is going to stay healthy. If something happens to have Lance and Jimmy G, is not a bad thing. It's just not. Well, it sounds like you're dissing Nate Sudfeld. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes. no, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I disagree just from the standpoint of I don't want the circus that we all went through last year where every week it was going to be, you know, there was this whole, is it going to be Jimmy? Is it going to be Trey? Is it going to be Jimmy? Is it going to be Trey? Is it going to be, and that's not productive. I think going forward now, clearly if, if Trey is put in a position where he gets hurt and that's another whole kind of mini conversation about the way he was used in the games that he started last year, where I really don't understand what the concept was, because if you're going to run quarterback power times, yeah, he's, he's going to get hit and he's going to get hurt. That's just the way the game works. So, I hope they have better plans, but I, I think as much as uh, – also, you have so many of, of the guys in that 49er locker room that love Jimmy just for the leadership that he provided. I just think it, it sends a whole bunch of mixages, and it just confuses everything, and it, it forces Trey Lance to be constantly looking over his shoulder. So 
Um, we'll see what they do. But, you know, the other thing that could happen is the, well, well, Chris Alvarez asked me this question the other day. Do you think they both end up in 49er training camp? Like, are they going to be throwing side by side where they just tell Jimmy kind of like even the, the John Wall treatment where, no, you just stay, we'll pay, you know, well, actually, they don't, they don't want to pay. I, I don't think they would. I think it would just release him at that point. But can you envision that again? Well, I think releasing him would purely be a cap move. What maybe they could benefit from having him throwing in training camp is prove that he is healthy enough to be a starting quarterback. I think that's one major reason reason teams are gun-shy about him is they just don't know what the arm looks like, what the shoulder looks like. At least if you had him in training camp, you could show that and maybe entice somebody. But, you know, the the, the well, musical chairs game is, is essentially what, you know, the Browns did just trade Baker Mayfield. Maybe the Browns need yeah. a quarterback now. But do they just wait it out? I'm sure, I'm sure Deshaun Watson is not starting to start this season, and he may be suspended for far, far longer than just this season. We'll see. Yeah. I, do they have Jacoby Brissett on their roster as well? I, be, I believe they do, or they did, so that might be their insurance policy. I would think Jimmy Garoppolo would be more attractive, especially if the Niners did the kind of a deal that we just saw with Baker Mayfield where you know the teams kind of chip in, where you know the Browns didn't have to eat the, the whole $18 million or whatever it was, and so everybody takes a little bit of a hit but at least you get the end result that you're looking for. So um, it'll be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting when training camp opens up for the 49ers. And we're just a few weeks away from that. Yeah, I I agree. It'll be fascinating. I I do think teams might just wait it out, but I I can't say that I would much rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than a lot of quarterbacks on a lot of rosters. Um, Oh, breaking, break, hashtag breaking, breaking, hashtag breaking. Uh, Joey Bart just hit a three run homer for the giants. I believe That's that's a beautiful segue to where I was about to go, Larry. A beautiful segue. Uh, let me make sure that it's actually a three-run homer because now the umpires are talking about it and we're going to... I'm guessing it wasn't oh. a home run. I didn't see it, but I'm going to guess it wasn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> what happened? Little, I don't know. We're going to have a little review. I'm watching It doesn't matter. It, like the Rock it says, it doesn't matter what happened with the home run. Um, okay. I find Barry a baseball right now, and baseball is my favorite sport. Uh, I find it unwatchable, frankly. Um, the A's are just god-awful, uh, and, and that was by design for at everybody that was good they're terrible uh but the giants are supposed to be good and it's like watching paint dry i can't i just cannot get interested in it i can't okay okay. all right so let me just take you through the play-by-play here long (laughs) drive to left fan in the front row who brought his glove reaches out and he's got his elbow just in front of the yellow line that signifies home run it's a judgment call as to whether the ball would have gone out or not. I'm thinking it would have hit the yellow line, which means it's a home run. But now we have to wait for the replay review. So, Like um, I said, I don't game on in this little room. I'm in for the space, and I'm just going to guess it wasn't a home run because there's been absolutely no action in any of these games lately, Giants-wise. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole Giants thing, I think, is really disappointing coming off of a 107-win season. And then, I mean, you can't expect that everybody's going to have peak years like they did a year ago and so i don't think it's that surprising that they're struggling to an extent the degree to which they're struggling is somewhat uh concerning and surprising um you know they chose not to spend a a lot of money in the offseason um as you like to point out there's a lot of tire kicking that goes on but uh free agents typically don't end up here i mean they they made a big move to get chris bryant last year and and that helped uh, down the stretch somewhat but uh I don't know. I, I I don't know who else they would have. I mean, Rodon was a great acquisition. They just they, they need. Can he get on base? 
Carlos Rodon. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's, that's the problem. For, that's a good question. <laughs> you well, can't have Buster Posey retire and and not just do anything. I mean, Doc Peterson was is great, but he's not the splashy move you needed to make to to get over the hump, especially when you have a team like the Dodgers spending. Oh, millions no. and millions and millions. Oh, it wasn't a home run. No. I don't even have to see it to know it wasn't a home run. Oh, no. Call was that right? Overturned. Call overturned. No home run. But there were two men on. Oh, it's oh, whoever is running the Fox box, the little scoreboard box for uh, Comcast is right now having like a migraine because uh, they have to keep changing the numbers on, on the score. So, all right. There were two men on. And so now that's, a, I guess that's a ground rule. So a run scores. And it's uh, second and third, and Joey Bart is on second base, and there's somebody on third. So you all right. of which proves my point beautifully. I didn't even have to have a TV on in this room. Oh, no, oh, they, and now now they're throwing the guy out. I think the guy that oh well, yeah, the obviously ball. throw him out. Oh, yeah, throw him out. You can't interfere with the game. You got to know better, fan. Oh, it was. You got to know better. It was okay. Let's move. Yeah, on. this this we're, is not interesting for people on. listening on audio. Uh, all right, I'm gonna do something. Do you have any last takes on the Giants being horrifically unwatchable, or do you want to move on to something else? I I don't have a rebuttal to that. You agree? So, okay. I agree. Moving hard, on. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just start listing off names, and you tell me when to stop. But where I'm where I'm going with this is Kaminga. Yeah. If you were the Warriors and and you wanted to acquire Kevin Durant, yeah. How far do you go? So. Just, just tell me at what point deal breaker can't do it, won't do it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out swinging. Okay. Wiggins, I'm fine with that. Moody, and this is Wiggins and Moody, right? Still uh, fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still fine. I, I, I want to see what you know, what other names you're gonna mention. But Wiggins, okay, yeah, I, Moody, Moody, Wiseman, still fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to still have Kaminga, right? Still you have still Kaminga. have Kaminga, but okay. you're not going All too right. soon. Wiggins, Moody, Wiseman, Kaminga. No, 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 no. You draw no, the line no, there. No, calm, calm down. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I mean, okay. so so Wiggins, Wiseman, Moody. What if we do it this way? What if we go pool? Can I? Okay, so here's here's what I was thinking. Pool is owed like 25 million a year, very soon. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe he's in the deal just so you don't have a payroll and a tax bill that's over five hundred million dollars. So Poole, Wiseman, who is the great unknown, I, I mean, we'll see him in summer league. I don't know that he's ever gonna be the dominant player that you would expect when he's the number two pick. So uh, those two guys and uh what were my other options? Well if you're going pool wiseman, you're keeping Wiggins. That means you're probably gonna no, have no, to no, throw no, in... no, 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 Wiggins gotta go. He's gotta be in the deal. Oh, Wiggins the is in it. So you're going he's gotta Wiggins... be he has to be yeah, that's why I started with Wiggins because the money. So you're going Wiggins, pool, right? Wiggins, Wiggins pool, pool, and then and maybe Moody, Wiseman. No, no, I want to keep Moody, and I want to keep Moody. Okay. So all right, so, so Wiggins, so, pool, Wiseman is your offer for KD. Plus, um, you know, you'll have to throw in some drug or something. I mean, what really messes this all up is that Minnesota basically gave up their draft picks for the next, you know, like hundred years to get Bear who is nothing close to Kevin Durant. And so I think, you know how, uh, like in the NFL, they have, I think it was Jimmy Johnson who came up with the trade chart where, you know, that a number one pick is worth how many number twos or how many number threes, that sort of thing. If Rudy Gobert is worth all that Minnesota gave up, what is Kevin Durant? Like a whole franchise? Like what? So I think that really complicates things. And I think that's part of the reason why there's been no trade at this point. The other part of it, 
that's goofy and it's like, you know, the minutia of NBA rules with the collective bargaining agreement is that as long as Ben Simmons is a team that you couldn't do this deal because of a Wiggins contract and the way the rookie extension for contracts is worded, it's too convoluted to waste a lot of time on, but you couldn't do the deal as long as Ben Simmons was on the team for the, the package that we were talking about. I so just the, don't, I just don't, yeah. I just don't think I'd do the deal. I don't, I just oh, don't think I would do under it. Under any circumstances, under, just because you, you want those. So let me, all right, let's, let's just play it out. Okay. If I tell you that you get Durant and you know, whatever you keep, whatever grouping that you have in addition to uh, Steph, Clay and Dre, uh, and you win two of the next three championships. <laughs> okay. Now, but can you win them without him? You obviously can. Unless he well, goes to like the Suns or something, and then you're like in deep crap at that point. But keeping so him away we, from the Suns might be as good as acquiring him, to be honest. So, okay, uh, well, that uh, that's a tough the dynamics a little bit. That changes the dynamic. Now, no, we can't guarantee what's going to happen because, as we saw in 2019, because get hurt, people get hurt. But really, what, the, the fear in that, aside from the whole, all right, is this going to work given the tension that existed in KD's last year? So, so that would be part of it, but the, the greater concern for the long run, and I know you enjoy when I talk about the Warriors and their parallel paths to success. Oh, uh, come on. Another, uh, another parallel seven, paths joke. Uh, another cheap shot. Is like, oh. so sensitive. Is that KD, Steph, Clay, and Dre will all be pretty much at the end at the same time, which, which means you're suddenly becoming the Sacramento Kings. Unless, that's why I say I, I got to have Kaminga and I got to have Moody. I don't know what Ryan Rollins is going to turn into. I'm sure he just would hope he's the next Jordan Poole. And I don't know that the Patrick Baldwin dude, um, what that's going to be anything. Because I, I still am having nightmares about draft night. We're just about to go on the air during our draft show. And we can't find anything positive from anybody regarding Patrick, Patrick Baldwin, Baldwin Jr. Jr. I mean, all of, <laughs> the, all of the draft, you know, the experts, the writers. First of all, nobody had him going as high as he went. And then... People were saying, oh, this guy's a bad ankle. The team was better without him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was it, it was not encouraging. Let's just put it that way. Hopefully, he's he's healthy, and you know we'll see what he can really do. At one point, he was mentioned in the same breath as being as good as what Kaminga might be when he was in high school. So I'm talking 19-year-olds yeah. here. So Yeah, it's really that, hard. It's, 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 I think that so, the Warriors have proven they know what they're doing at this point. They have a track record of fixing ankles. They have a track record of... Uh, developing players so all right so, so let me come back to if you if i could if i get you kd uh, for whatever the package is and you win two of the next three championships are you then satisfied even though you had to give up a bunch of young players for the future yeah yeah i would be i would be satisfied but there's no guarantees okay. which is why i don't think i make that move i keep okay. the core together i try to win it again and i try to develop the future what they're doing is working. The parallel paths yeah, <laughs> are working as, as they kind of paths. are here in the Bay Area. Um, before we go, I, I want to open this up to, to some questions. We're going to wrap up here soon. But if you've been sitting here listening to us and you have questions, you can submit. I will select you. Go ahead and unmute your mic at that point, And we will answer your questions. So we have one question already from Steven. This, guy, this guy's great. This guy, Steven, is amazing. I'm going to add him as a speaker. Uh, go ahead and ask away. It's working. You can go. Unmute. Hey, Casey. Hey, Larry. Hey, uh, going back to your uh, your your um, your thing about the uh, the timeline for the stadium. Is, is that the reason that like I was hearing that um, Cavill was uh, seeking 
an extension at the Coliseum for possible development? Yeah, yeah so, there, so there, there's, there's no, no way. way. Hold on, Hold on I'm going to There's no way they're going to have anything built <laughs> before 2024. I, I, I don't see that happening. That's when the lease expires. Uh, I have talked to uh, Henry Gardner over at the uh, the JPA, and and he's he's in charge of that, and he's very open to a lease extension. I think that if the A's are willing to commit to Howard Terminal and staying in Oakland, you absolutely extend that lease. I know that's going to be a pain point probably from for the African American Sports Entertainment Group that really wants to get a jump on developing the Coliseum land if the A's are, are leaving. But um, if they show that they're willing to stay here, I think that you've got to extend that lease. And if they don't show that they're willing to stay here, I say you get them out of here as quick as humanly possible. Adios. That's my answer to that. Pelota. Adios, pelota, as the, the legendary <laughs> John Miller says. He's the best. Any more from Steven? <laughs> I don't know. I could unmute him again and see if he has another question. He's, he's no, I don't, well, I don't have questions. I don't, you know, you said for, for people who have been listening, I don't even know how many people are listening. You you have the, the millions. controls here. Millions Real, and wow. millions. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I probably should have um, said a lot of the things All right, said last then. call. Anyone yeah. else have a question? Because we got to move on. We've been doing this a lot longer than we initially anticipated. And keep in yeah. mind, we will do this once a week, so we will be here frequently. So if you don't have a second question, we will sign off. Do you want to bring it? us home, Larry? Beal, I'm not seeing any other hands raised. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just finish up with a little Giants up. Uh, it wasn't no. run by Joey Bart. It, it was, was? A double. No, it was no, not. No, it wasn't. It was okay. not. It was not. It was not. Yeah. And they now trail Arizona 4-2, and they're in the fifth inning. Cruz Alvarez will have your complete highlights tonight at 11. Um, I, I think we should just go full circle and end with uh, with some comments about Flex Seal. Uh, in a, in a, in it a, doesn't uh, work unless it does, Flexio wants to pay me and then I'll talk about how great it is. If, if I account. had the ability to mute you on the spaces, I would do it right now, but I don't since you can mute me, but that's even that seems wrong. But anyhow, I just think, uh, yeah, I've got a jacuzzi to repair and I'm going to bust out every Flexio product known to man. And uh, then I'll invite you over. You do that. And then I dare you to fill that jacuzzi with water. <laughs> I dare you. Because what will end up happening is, is what will end up happening at Howard Terminal if they don't build a stadium there. The pollutants will rise up, Larry. They'll rise and they will overtake you. Uh, they will be bad. Uh, here's a Flex Seal story. One time my kitchen sink sprung a leak. And so I got some Flex Seal. And so I was like, I'm going to Flex Seal this kitchen sink. It's going to work great. Flex Seal it. Leak got worse and worse and worse. And then I had to spend $100,000 remodeling my wait, kitchen. Wait yeah. a second. Flex There's Seal no cost me $100,000, Larry. Oh, it sounds like one of the one of the public commenters of last night's council one meeting. One billion dollars uh, of taxpayer money went into my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's conceivable that that the product could have made the leak worse. It, it did. maybe it didn't seal it to your satisfaction, but I don't make it worse. So that's <laughs> that's 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 where I'm going to draw the line on your uh, rant against such a, a fine man and a fine product. <laughs> All right, Phil Swift, hit us up. Hit us up. Wouldn't it be man. great if we could have him on Spaces next week and he could just he could just correct all of your misinformation? Oh, I, feel I like, will come after I him. Like, I, I will come like after him might, like Guy came be, after the A's. Uh, oh, man. Are you, are you, are you with, with, with the East Bay Stadium Alliance now? Is that, I, I'm uh, with the, uh, the, the yeah. East the, Bay the, the, Flex Seal oh, Alliance. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're here for better Flex Sealing. Um, all right, <laughs> bring us home. If anybody about. knows the whereabouts of Phil Swift, and we want him on this, uh, it's not even a podcast, but it will be once Casey figures out how to post it. That's it. We're done. I got nothing else. Um, I think we've had some fun. 
And I can't wait to your next 11-hour meeting that you have to monitor. I'm going to be heckling you vigorously from my desk three feet away. I'll tell you all about it, Larry. I'll tell you about all, all right. 11 hours. Please do. Thank you. Aloha. With authority!